New research shows that more than a third of women experience lasting health problems after childbirth. A study published this month in The Lancet Global Health found that conditions like anxiety, depression, and secondary infertility can persist for months or years after giving birth. This is Pulse Check. I'm Megan Messerly. The Supreme Court announced that it will hear a landmark case challenging the FDA's two decades-old approval of the abortion pill mifepristone, one of two drugs used in medication abortions. The justices could revoke the drug's approval entirely or strike down other FDA policies that have allowed the pills to be prescribed online, mailed to patients, or dispensed at brick-and-mortar pharmacies. Medication abortions account for more than half of all abortions in the U.S. Justices are likely to hear arguments in the case by spring and issue a decision by the end of June. Editas Medicine, the exclusive licensee for the patent portfolio covering CRISPR cell editing technology, said Wednesday it's agreed to a licensing deal that will allow Vertex Pharmaceuticals to make gene editing therapies for sickle cell disease patients. The patent dispute threatened the rollout of Vertex's drug Casgevy, which the FDA approved last week. And... Congress is looking to advance major health reforms, but first they need to figure out how to combine the different Senate and House bills. Politico healthcare reporter Ben Leonard joins me to explain the new transparency requirements for pharmacy benefit managers, insurers, and hospitals. Hey Ben, thanks for being here. Thanks so much for having me. So on Monday, the House advanced a sweeping healthcare package, adding new transparency requirements for pharmacy benefit managers, insurers, and hospitals. What exactly does it entail? Yeah, so the biggest parts of it, as you mentioned, are sort of these transparency requirements across the sector, whether it's for hospitals, insurers, PBMs. But it also would ban so-called spread pricing in Medicaid so that PBMs can't pay pharmacies less for a drug than what it charged for the insurers. And it also has this big bucket of policy called site neutral in the Medicare program that would essentially try to make sure that payments for medicine are the same, whether you get them in a hospital outpatient department or a doctor's office. And it would also reauthorize a number of federal programs, including for community health senators and research. It was a pretty big sweeping bipartisan vote earlier this week that gives it a fair amount of momentum. So there are a number of PBM proposals in the Senate as well. What are the next steps? So to take a step back, PBMs negotiate drug prices between manufacturers, insurers, and government health providers. They're sort of this middleman in the healthcare space. And now it's up to sort of the Senate and the House to come to an agreement on where to go on PBMs. Senate Health Chair Bernie Sanders wants the legislation to go further, although he told me it was a good start. And Senator Ron Wyden, who chairs the Finance Committee, also told me he's reviewing the legislation from the House. I was also talking with a Senate aide recently, and it doesn't sound like the Senate is actually going to move on the House's standalone bill, but it sounds like there's going to be sort of a conversation about reconciling a number of packages that the House and Senate have been working on together that they could aim to attach to a potential vehicle in the next year. And we can expect those conversations to begin to ramp up before the holidays. So you mentioned a little bit about this, but where are the House and Senate on site neutral reform? There are a number of different proposals here. There's broad agreement on they want to do something here, but it's unclear exactly what that might look like. The House package has the site neutral for drugs in the Medicare program. The Senate Health Committee, on the other hand, has a ban on hospitals from charging facility fees at these outpatient clinics. In terms of the Finance Committee, the leaders of that committee are on board on both sides, but it's unclear exactly what they support. They just voiced support for the concept generally in a markup last month. This issue is important because it's being used as a pay for 
for the House package and because it can save the government a lot of money. And sort of resolving this will make a big difference. You know, it's the difference between the House package costing the government a bunch of money and saving the government money. So how do industry groups like hospitals and PBMs feel about this legislative effort? So hospitals have come out pretty strongly against site neutral. They're saying it would force them to make cuts and hurt patients' access to care. And PBMs have also been pretty opposed to it, uh, particularly the transparency portions of it. They say that the industry has already been becoming more transparent, pointing to changes from CVS recently. And they argue that it would actually increase drug costs instead of lowering drug costs. So on Tuesday, we saw strong bipartisan support for the Support Act, the landmark opioid fighting law, in both chambers. What's the outlook for it to soon become law? It's pretty likely to become law given the very strong support in the Senate Health Committee, as well as a pretty overwhelming bipartisan vote in the House. So pretty likely to become law soon, but it's unclear exactly which different policies in the House and the Senate they might resolve the two packages as. Well, thanks so much for keeping an eye on all of this and for taking the time to walk us through it today. Of course. Thanks for having me. And that's our show. Our music is by the mysterious Breakmaster Cylinder. Afra Abdullah is our producer. Annie Reese and Alex Keeney are our senior producers. Kara Tabor is an editor for Pulse Check. Our healthcare team editors are Eli Reyes, Dan Goldberg, Barbara Van Tyne, Beth Belton, and Sean Zeller. I'm Megan Messerly. Subscribe and follow Pulse Check for a new episode every day. And subscribe to our newsletters where you can read this reporting. Pulse, Future Pulse, and Prescription Pulse. Thanks for listening. <laughs>